Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is professional wrestler Ryan Nemeth. We will be talking to him about mind trickery and body odor on this episode of Pointed Questions. You still wrestle professionally or are you or do you only do it occasionally now? I do it on my own schedule now. So in the past it had been a full-time job. Yeah. Many shows a week, you know, no breaks when I was wrestling in a WWE's umbrella, but now I'm on my own. So there's a few independent companies I'll wrestle with, but it's kind of up to me in my own schedule, which is nice. Well, now when you were doing it full time, mm-hmm. uh, was your hair longer then? My hair was, or was li- it always short? It was a little bit longer. I never, I was never a long hair guy. I kind of, I was always the, the shape of a person where if you see me outside of wrestling, you're like, oh, there's some normal guy. Okay. So, but generally, a lot of wrestlers have longer hair for some reason. A lot right? of long hair and a lot of shaved heads. Did you think about going long? Uh, I, th- the the longest my hair was when I was when I was 16 years old. I wanted to grow a mohawk, so I spent like six months just growing out this big. My hair gets kind of like dog hair, where it doesn't ever go down. Like if it was really long, it would just go out and up and puffy. Mm-hmm. So that just never looked cool in the wrestling world ever. Right, it's silly looking. Um, so did you try to use your short hair as a little bit of your trademark? Because most a lot of other wrestlers had longer hair. I wanted my older brother wrestles. He's like a super famous wrestler, world champ many times over. Has long blonde hair. So I wanted to just do the opposite because we kind of look alike facially. So What's his name? Dolph Ziggler. And did you have a stage name? Briley Pierce. Yeah, hot young Briley Pierce. Briley Pierce. And did mm-hmm. you get into it through <laughs> your brother? Uh, yeah, I followed his footsteps pretty closely. Yeah. How much older is he? Five years ahead of me. So he's your he was your mentor sort of when it came to yeah wrestling? yeah any any uh, big advice questions or how do I get started how do I do this all the way through yeah pretty much. Did he help you get involved with WWE? Um, it's hard to say how much help you know his his recommendation might go thumbs up or thumbs down based on who likes who it's very political and personal did you ever have to fight him we've wrestled a few times and were you guys uh build as brothers in the world the the wwe world or okay so they you were known as brothers in in that world even though you had different names different last names and that so uh there was a commentator one time during one of my tv matches who said ah briley pierce the, the brother of the current world champion, Dolph Ziggler, and then someone else chimed in and said, if they're brothers, why do they not have the same last name? And the, mm-hmm. the next time I rewatched it, it had been edited out. I guess somebody decided to not have that. In yeah. There. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, edited the commentary the line of you being about, a brother or uh, the idea? The, why don't no, they have the same name? Why don't they have the same name? Yeah, yeah it yeah. just went silent for a line, and I was like, it's a, such a strange thing to take Well, out. what about that, though? Um, brothers with last names, you know? Uh, you know, it will matter to the hardcore fan, and it won't matter to someone who doesn't know what that. Aside well. from that commentary, had you ever noticed any uh, one notice that, or had, had you ever come across people talking about that? Oh yeah, so when I wrestle currently, I get booed a lot based on you're not him because he's people love him, people hate me. Oh really? So, so why do they hate you? They compare you to him a lot. Uh, I've kind of crafted i've noticed some people would kind of naturally just they want to be like oh he's the big famous one you suck so i kind of embrace that and i often will work as the bad guy you're the heel as they say heel yeah so sometimes i'll go out to the ring and kind of you see the good guy usually he was for a few years but historically he's a also a heel 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I'll maybe plant an idea in their head sometimes. If I go right to the ring, I'll just look out, and as if I heard somebody yell it, I'll go, I'm not the diet version of my brother. Shut up. And then they'll go, diet Ziggler, or whatever, half price right. Ziggler budget. I'll, so I'll pretend I heard that just because it's, uh-huh. so per- it's so great. Right, right. And now, did you ever fight him? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest time we fought was in Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida. I think it's right outside Orlando. Uh, sold out big house. He was the big guest coming down from Monday Night Raw to my company, which was NXT, and it was so fun. I loved it. It was the best. So was the angle on it brother versus brother? It was, yeah. We wanted to – I wanted to really play it up that we're brothers, and I was the good guy at the time. He was the bad guy in his company. And What do you mean by company? uh, WWE has a few different shows. They have Monday Night Raw – SmackDown on Tuesdays they tape and then each show is a company basically. Uh, it's all under the same company, but there are different kind of people involved. In it's almost it. like each show has its own cast members in a sense. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was on the the third show, which wasn't on TV at the time. It's still not. It's on the WWE Network, which is their app. Uh, NXT was the name of that show. So he was kind of coming down to the lower class show, and he cut a he came into the ring with the microphone, really laying into me about being. <laughs> the awful brother that's just been a failure, a disappointment. He was the big bad guy, you know? Right. And he introduced his bodyguard as his real family, my real brother, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was so great. <laughs> they were just laying into him hard. Boo. What about your real family? Oh, we're great. We, uh, and do you, how close are you with him in real life? Extremely yeah. big time. Best yeah. friend, yeah. yeah. Oh, best friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it just the two of you? In the, uh, we have a younger brother. Does he do uh, wrestling? No, he's a welder. We tried to get him into it for a while. Mm-hmm. No dice. He's yeah. a big boy, though. So after he says all these mean things to you, uh, (laughs) you know, as part of the show, backstage, does he say, uh, hey, sorry about that? Or or does he? No, it's not. No, we we understand. Or or you just understand that anyway, yeah. (laughs) You guys are probably rehearsing before, right? Well, no. How much is there any rehearsal when it comes to stuff like that? It depends. I'll say this. Some people involved in pro wrestling love to have everything they're going to do in a match memorized and planned out ahead of time. And... If you happen to watch the Andre the Giant documentary that just came out on HBO, there was the big famous match in the 80s between Hulk Hogan and Andre. Mm. Hogan wanted that planned out weeks ahead of time because he was so nervous. It was such a big deal, the first you know giant match. But someone like Andre didn't. He wanted to kind of ad-lib and improvise. So some there's different tastes. There's a whole spectrum of Some things. people don't want to rehearse at all because they want it to be more spontaneous. Yeah, and yeah. the the upbringing I had in wrestling was to always just be prepared for anything, know how to work with all different kinds of people, know how to be a babyface and a heel. And so... Is babyface good, good guy? Good guy. Yeah. Okay. And so if you are working with someone who likes things all planned out, great, you can adapt to that. But if things go wrong in the middle of the ring, you're not scared and panicking. You have a backup plan and you can adapt. And Is every single pro wrestling fight determined beforehand? No. Mm-hmm. I have been in many matches in which, mostly in WWE, where I'll go out to the ring thinking I'm going to wrestle someone and it's going to go this certain way, and someone else's music hits and someone else comes to the ring, and I'm like, oh, man, because they're just messing with you to test you because they want you to be prepared for any kind of change in anything. So the show springs things on you that you aren't... And they'll do that on live that TV some, sometimes, too, Even yeah. on, like, Monday Night Raw and all that? Yeah. But don't they need to know who's going to win? Uh, they do, but sometimes the so, boss will want to change it on the fly just because he feels do like you, it. How do, you, how do you know to, if you should lose or win a fight? Okay, I can answer it with examples because I'm sure it's different for other kind uh-huh. of people. So 
You, and this is when you're surprised with somebody. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you a surprise, sure. So I went into a match with Dean Ambrose, who's a guy on Raw and SmackDown now, uh, thinking he was going to hit me with his finishing move that he's known for and pin me great. And I was excited to have a match with a really good wrestler. Great. So he slams me down at one point, and I'm thinking, all right, now is when we're going to go to the finish, and I'll lose. Perfect. Uh, he meanders off to the corner and starts undoing one of the turnbuckles, and I'm like, oh, what is what's what's happening here and the ref comes down and he goes Bradley you're gonna win man figure it out you're going over and I'm like did he just say I'm gonna win and then he get you know picks me up uh puts me on his back for his move and I'm like I think I have to win so I just crawl down his back and try to roll him up and pin him and the ref coming over one two three and I'm as I win I'm like oh my god I hope I heard that right I hope I'm supposed to beat this guy because I could get fired you know if I did that wrong yeah now did that guy so he knew that he was gonna lose then uh, I don't see. I'm not sure. He may have known ahead of time, and it may have been a, a test on between those two testing Briley, or it could have been the ref. The ref was really sending a message from producers or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just on the fly. So yeah. that was like, and you heard it correctly. I did. Yeah, but Has at the anyone, time, now if somebody beats somebody and they weren't supposed to, mm-hmm. or or they lose and they weren't supposed to. Do they get in trouble? Has that happened, and do they get in trouble? Frequently, and... It, it happens frequently. Yeah, I think, because uh, someone might get seriously injured during a match, or... So they lose on accident because they accidentally get in- injured? Yeah, you could... The, the, the finish seriously. will often change. Maybe the same person is to win, but a certain way, and that gets... There's a lot of things that just happen on the fly, and you sometimes you'll get in trouble for it, and sometimes it's just understood, yeah. If you, they win on accident, that's okay sometimes? It, it really all depends who the boss is and what the consequences in, of the match are. So if someone is to win because they're going on this giant angle to build up for this huge match down the line with somebody and they're on that track and something gets fishy and mixed up, there's more of a consequence to that being you getting in trouble versus some meaningless match. Right. Else. Yeah. Now, is there such thing... Now, wrestling might be described as sports entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Um, that... And matches are oftentimes predetermined, right? Definitely, yeah. Now, it's not like that in high school wrestling, for example, or no, maybe no. even college wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Are there any pro wrestling level um, leagues that do not have any predetermined... Like legitimate sporting contests to uh, take the entertainment out of it, really competing? Yeah. Well, I think there's the, the huge wave now of like MMA and Muay Thai, kickboxing. Okay, so that kind of stuff. I think, though, yeah. so there, you can wrestle at any age in the summertime in freestyle and Greco-Roman leagues. You can just show up to open tournaments and wrestle. It's just it's not super common uh, of a thing to do. Did you do wrestling in high school? Mm-hmm. So doing wrestling in high school, you're doing real – I mean, there's nothing – there's no predetermined things going on in there. Right. That's same all, thing with yeah. I don't know if you did it after that or whatever, mm-hmm. but before being doing it professionally. So when people are training in that way, are they training ultimately just to do predetermined fights or No, they, most the most of the uh collegiate style, Olympic style wrestling world kinda I would say as a whole looks down upon WWE style wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll call it big time wrestling or show wrestling and those kind of scoff at it. Like that's so are there are there professional leagues that are not you know geared towards entertainment well it's different i mean it's not yeah or they're not entertainment in the same way that wwe does entertainment or that it's you know where it's more they're more i guess there's more grounding in real life uh, there's wrestling. there's smaller other wrestle co- wrestling companies that are less focused on the flashy characters that wwe has but 
ultimately it's this, it boils down to the same thing it's sports entertainment really yeah yeah all so all of it is pretty much pretty much yeah once mm-hmm. you get out of the olympics and mm-hmm. collegiate wrestling it, there's always some aspect of entertainment and showbiz to it and why how come why is that why are there not no you know more just realistic wrestling uh, per, you know on a professional level you know the, i've seen a few versions of trying to make collegiate and freestyle wrestling a TV show and they would like add pyro and lights and music and but then just have a, a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I think not to me, but to most of the world, watching collegiate style wrestling is super boring. Uh huh. Because it's not like MMA where you get to see punches and kicks. You just get to see wrestling holds and slow, unexciting. I like to watch it. Cause it's it's kind of slow. Yeah, very slow and yeah, boring and right. something that might be exciting to a, a, an Olympic wrestling fan is just so boring to everyone else who's used to things blowing up and Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold and all that. Now, how badly have you gotten hurt wrestling? Uh, I'll try to do an inventory here. And it's always on accident, I take it. Yeah. I've or has anyone been... ever tried to hurt you on purpose? Uh, I think when I was first starting out, some people have taken liberties for sure. Yeah, oh, really? Definitely, yeah. That's kind of a little bit of a rite of passage is to kind of lay it lay it in in the ring to the newer guys just so you never know how long someone will be involved in the business so if they wrestle for a year and have this idea of like oh this is so fake and phony everybody's a big wimp and i can beat everyone up in real life and then they leave the business and then so i think part of that old school mindset of we need to make him make new people feel that this hurts and it can hurt and if it has to we'll you know uh so all right let's see i've had a few broken ribs yeah bruised kidney teeth a bunch of my teeth have been chipped and broken uh last big one i had was this face bone my orbital bone was cracked broken the smaller bone in your in the bottom part of your like fibula broke that how'd you do that that one i was running at a guy and he uh lowered down to give me a backdrop which is throwing me in the air and taking a like a i guess it's a backflip yeah I flipped too many times and landed with my leg underneath my butt, and it just went. It was like a, such a loud snap. It was, oh, oh, my oh, gosh. It was gross. Yeah. And uh, if somebody accidentally hurts you pretty mm-hmm. badly in a, during a, a match, afterwards, backstage, do they are they really apologetic? Usually, yeah. Uh, it, would, it would be very rare. And Are there any beefs backstage? Yeah, definitely, just like anywhere else pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's very competitive. Everyone's trying to be looked at as the top guy or top girl, and so, it's, yeah, a bunch of it's very political and personal. A lot of it's a, a lot obviously of very a- athletic, uh-huh. but how much, how mu- what percentage of it is is uh, would you say uh, acting comes into play or good acting too? Uh, there's very little good acting in wrestling, I think. Well, you you are also an actor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Okay, so and and, and wrestlers oftentimes get into act, go into yeah. just doing movies sure. and stuff, right? Well, not oftentimes, but I mean, it's they do. Yeah. They, that does happen, right? Yeah. Um, I think f- there's a few. You ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Is that something you guys know about? I, I've never played before. When I was a little I, kid, I know about it. I haven't you know? played either, actually. But well, there's these categories I remember from being a little kid of like intelligence, athletics, yeah. whatever. There's all the things you the can st- roll the, the dice. Statistics, yeah. statistics. Yeah, I think in wrestling there's something like that. There's pure athletics. There's strength. There's charisma, cool appearance, and then like a indescribable like it factor thing. Mm-hmm. So somebody like The Rock, not the best wrestler in the world, but super mm-hmm. charismatic, really great look, 
and he's just a cool badass dude. So he went really high. And, you know, did you watch wrestling a lot when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. And were you? Did you? Did you know you wanted to do it when you were a kid? I did not. My older brother did. He knew when he was five years old he wanted to. Uh-huh. I kind of was more creative, artsy kind of kid. I you know I wrestled and played sports, but I also I liked weird music. I liked drawing. I liked you know other different things. And so I got really into improv comedy in college. I started doing like classes at I.O. in Chicago, living there for the summer, and that was my obsession. And it was right when he was in the minor leagues of WWE in Kentucky, so we, I, I was in college near him, so I would go drive and watch the developmental shows, they call it, like kind of like a triple-A team, but for wrestling. So it's these smaller shows, and I would think, man, this is so awesome up close, because it wasn't the WWE machine of like explosions and music and a million fans, it was just like you know, a couple hundred people in this tiny little warehouse. And it seemed to be a blend of entertainment and athleticism. And I was kind of, that's when I started thinking about it in college. I was thinking, man, I wonder if I, if I could have like the constitution for something like this. Did you um, end up incorporating some of your improv background into, uh, you know, and comedy background into, uh, you know, into Uh, when you were working for WWE? Well, I think having that improv and just the, Confidence on a, in front of a crowd was something that a lot of people in wrestling don't have. They just mm. think, I need to go train in a ring right now. I'm 16. I should start working out in, in wrestling. So I did, I, had, I did the other part of it first. I did all the acting classes and improv and being on mm-hmm. stage for all those years. And then when I was finishing college, I was thinking, there's a crossroads. I'm either going to try to be a wrestler or move to Chicago and see if I can get on a second city touring. Like one of those things, you know. Do you – so it obviously uh, – so good – do you feel like good – Pro wrestlers have some, maybe some acting training or something like that? I think that they should if they want to take it beyond being a hobby or a weekend part-time job, definitely. Yeah. Are, the, are all the, the most successful wrestlers uh, or popular ones, do they? Do you feel like they've taken acting lessons? Uh, I don't feel like most of them have. I know that there's just required things. If you're in WWE, we, we had an assigned acting class every Wednesday when oh, I was really? there. Oh, I, really? I think there's some version of that still going on. What, was yeah. a class with all, all, the, all the wrestlers? All the wrestlers with uh, a local acting teacher who I still keep in touch with. Oh, nice. Would, was it like that in the 80s? No way. There's no way it was like that in the 80s. I think it was more... You didn't need to because every... Uh, there was, I think there was less, fewer entertainment options. There wasn't 300 cable channels and whatever. It was just... If you lived in this certain city, you know that once a week we're going to see wrestling on Friday night or whatever, and everybody was just such a huge star. And WWE had like just freshly taken over the whole world of wrestling. And who was an influence on you? Uh, people like this is a weird one. No one ever believes me when I say this, but Andy Kaufman. Oh, really? He was very involved in wrestling, and uh, the. When I got to the the minor leagues in Florida for for my own career, uh, I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm new to this. I like these five wrestlers a lot. I liked Kurt Angle. He was an Olympic wrestler as well. Uh, I like my brother. I like, you know, Ric Flair. I usually like the bad guys more. And my immediate boss there, Dr. Tom Pritchard, he handed me a a couple DVDs of Andy Kaufman tape, and he said, why don't you take these home and uh, get real acquainted with this? And I thought, all right. And I thought... He knows that I have a background in comedy, so whatever, big deal. I'll, I'll watch this just to appease him. And I was just like, oh, my God, he is the best pro wrestler who's ever lived. He tricked everyone. He he worked the entire country who doesn't know anything about wrestling. He was on Letterman's show, attack, throwing hot coffee in Jerry Lawler's face. 
and it wasn't just those, it wasn't just going on that show and then making a scene. It, he was dedicated to the Memphis territory week after week, going out there in front of these Southern wrestling fans as this outsider Hollywood dude. And I thought it was so amazing. And anyone I've, I've come across who's like crossed paths with him, I always I always ask like, tell me something about him. This guy, I'm just fascinated with him. So it, he was probably the biggest influence on me. Uh, so did you try to do what kind of stuff did did you end up taking from that and kind of trying to incorporate yourself? You know, the major thing was that it's not just the fans in the crowd that I want to deceive or trick or work. I wanted to I wanted to have. People say there's the curtain, so the dressing room where the wrestlers hang out, and then on the other side is where the fans are, and you behave differently on each side of it to, you know, don't hang out with, if you're a good guy, don't hang out with the bad guy and have people see you doing that. Right. I wanted that curtain to be everywhere. I wanted that, I wanted my own curtain in front of, like, when I'm talking to my boss, I want him to not know if I'm ever for real mm. or not. I wanted all my peers to not know that. So you kept your persona going while things were, even after the show or before the show. Yeah. Have you ever gotten hurt from the job that it made you cry? Uh, I don't think so. Have you ever seen... Even if it meant, like, you're going to be out for a long time. Oh. You're just like, I'm going to cry right when now. I broke no, I thought... I'm, I meant also just out of pain, first right of when all, it but then also that. I meant emotionally. The worst pain was the leg breaking. Um, you almost cried? Or did cry? I got, like, nauseous, like, sick feeling, like I was going to vomit. Mm-hmm. Was it, did you feel it, the pain, or is it just, like, so overwhelming? So bad. Oh, oh really? man, it was so bad, yeah. It, 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 does it make tears come out? When you get hit in the nose, tears come out. Or oh, when, really? I, when I do, yeah, instantly. Even if it's a little bit of a bump, it just kind of, like, gets teary. Really? So they made me go to get an x-ray done right away. And I knew it was broke, you know? I believe it. By the way, were you supposed to lose that fight? Uh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. You just stopped the match. They just carry you off. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> just, was that televised? Uh, no, that one was not. No. So the doc, I'm there with the athletic trainer and the doctor, and he says, "We have the X-rays. Do you want to see them?" And I said, "I'm very queasy. I have a weak stomach with like blood and needles and all that kind of stuff." Secretly, so I said, "No, I believe you. That it's broke." And he said, "You should look at this. You know what it looks like." And I said, "I'd rather not. If that's okay." And the doctor started getting very stubborn, and like he was, it was like a thing from Seinfeld. He just bent on making me see this X-ray, and I was like, uh, "I'm gonna pass out when you show me that." He says, "No, you're not. It's not your like it's a, it's a photo. Just look at it." And I said, "All right." And I looked at it. And I just went, just collapsed. Really? <laughs> just, went, you just yeah, passed went, out. What yeah. the bone was passed just, out? Oh man! It was in two, obviously. Yeah. It was like that. I guess mm. it was gross, man. I mean, probably not as bad as other things he's seen, but. From my perspective, that's the only time I've had a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Damn, you passed out. What were you doing awake? Uh, I what, was. Did he? Didn't you? Didn't you? Did he? Have, did he give you pain medicine or something? I think I got. Yeah, I got prescribed some kind of a thing that was like a week worth of pain pills. And when I would take one, I would kind of zone. I just, I started taking half the dose because I would just get so like yeah. I would pass out for hours at a time and lose the whole day. Hmm. Did you ever meet Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon. I have walked past. We've never. I've never met him. You never ever. met him. My mm. my immediate bo- my huge executive boss was Triple H, which is his son-in-law. And I've met him a bunch of times. Yeah, cause he was he was the guy in charge of NXT. So Vince was kind of removed from that. What's What's Vince all about? Do you know? What's he like behind the scenes? Uh, very unique, loud, uh, sure of himself. How but, similar is his 
kind of staged your TV persona to him behind the scenes. If you uh, oh, if man. you're able to gauge that from what the I little gauge, interaction you had, yeah. What I've gathered is that he. It seems like he wants people to see him as invincible and with no weakness. So, for example, people say they've never seen him yawn or sneeze because he makes the point to never do those kind of human things because I think in his brain he just wants to be seen as – I'm so strong that I would never even sneeze. So he's kind of taking that Andy Kaufman approach of full, I full commitment, so. huh? Yeah, I think so. Is it, It's weak to sneeze, huh? I guess so. Because yeah. it means you got allergies or something. I mean, yeah. Is there, pressure, is there pressure behind the scenes – just among other wrestlers to act kind of tough or anything like that? I think so, and I think it depends on... Are there people who don't care about that and are pretty uh, uh, soft or or something like that? Or or, or, or feel free to act soft? Are they vulnerable? Yeah. I'm thinking of a few right now who came up with me who are still up there doing great, who, like Sami Zayn is an example. He's not a tough guy. He's a very likable, friendly, happy-go-lucky, cheerful dude. He's doing great so i want to say that the answer is yes but it's different it's just there's it's not uh merit-based like sports are it's there's so many maybe you're so bad at everything but one boss thinks you're great then you'll do have a great career like it's so strange is there has have you ever met somebody who played a real tough bad boy bad guy Mm -hmm. in the you know in the ring or whatever and then behind the scenes he's Mm -hmm. a very sensitive uh you know very emotional kind of guy or something. Oh, yeah, that's very common. Really? Yeah. A duality like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very common. Because maybe say. if you look imposing and tall and tattooed and whatever, they'll think, oh, this he can we can really play a badass. But that might, I mean, as we all know, what's on the outside is not always what's on the inside, for sure. Yeah. Right. How do you switch from being a good guy to a bad guy or vice versa? How, do you, how, does, that, how does that happen with the audience? Is that, isn't, doesn't the audience get confused about, oh, I thought oh. he was supposed to be the bad guy? Go ahead, actually. Oh, no, you, you go ahead and take this one. Well, this, it sounded so important. Well, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought. I was, I was thinking of H- Hogan, right? Didn't oh, he yeah, just yeah. grow his beard he, out well, a little he bit? He switched, right? He had a big dramatic switch to bad guy. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, I guess that it's in the story that's written, I guess, right? You, you, you that, stab your buddy in the back. Or something happens something that, like that shows yeah. his true, co- you know, or something in, in the story shows his, oh, oh yeah, whatever. But I guess. Um, you said that sometimes you play a bad guy, sometimes a good guy, right? Most of, most of the time you play a bad guy. Yeah, these days it's usually a uh, bad guy, yeah. But how did you how do you sometimes how do you switch it up back and forth, you know what I mean? If it's if I mean if you how did how do you how do you establish yourself as the good guy or the bad guy? Oh man, so complex. Uh I I guess I can only speak from things I've seen and things I've done. So I'll say when I was brand new, it was just easier to be the good guy because I had no idea what was going on. I really needed somebody in my ear, you know, telling me what to do the whole match. And that is traditionally the role of the heel. Usually a heel has been wrestling for 20 years or 15 years. These days those numbers are smaller. but uh, And they'll lead the baby face through the match and make them look good and, you know, uh, get them to – the baby face wants to garner sympathy and have people excited when he wins or sad if he doesn't win. So some people are just naturally way better at that. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could go either way, but since I've been wrestling so much as a heel lately, it's I've just focused so much on that. And when I watch wrestling now, I'll just think of little things I'll watch and go, oh, this can I take that? Can I use that? Is, is heel more fun? Uh, I guess it depends. For me, it is. Yeah. 
You like being a bad. Who, who dresses you for the, the matches? <sighs> That's a good one. Uh, I have always on, been in charge of my own. Uh-huh. But there are... Are there costume designers for the TV yeah, stuff? Yeah, and there'll be times where someone like Vince will say, I have an idea, I want someone to be a boogeyman, and then he'll just tell a team of people who then go find someone in the minor leagues and go, you're the boogeyman now, here's your crazy costume. And can you pitch your own, obviously? Yeah, definitely. You ever, you, did you ever come up with your own... You, uh, you, well, you dress yourself, so yeah. you came up with your own designs. Did you ever have a... Did your persona... Did you? Was there a theme to it? What was your theme? Originally, I was a backstage interviewer who started week after week by week getting into it with one of the other wrestlers I would interview until we there was a showdown and I just jumped in the ring and tore the suit off and started fighting him fighting him. Oh, did you do that on TV? Yeah, that yeah. was uh that was in NXT Dusty Rhodes wrote that for us. I, I was so excited because I how, who came up with that that idea uh, of Dusty being, Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so the he, whole story of you being yeah. a backstage interviewer. So did it show clips? Did you guys uh conc- shoot clips that were meant to be in the past that showed no or did you actually just do the backstage interviews at first i was really doing the interviews yeah Yeah. so i was just kind of trusting that i guess what dusty said to me i hope is happening because week after week i really am doing interviews i'm like man i really want to wrestle i don't want to keep doing this and then one day he goes you know all right uh during this interview this altercation is going to happen and i was like oh sweet this is really happening this is great yeah cool that's fun. How long did you do the interviews for? Uh, it was a few months. It was long. Well, they enough. wanted to establish yeah. you as, a, as so this, it was great. this character, right? That's when I. That's another. That's an example of me realizing the patience involved in this kind of stuff is great because I was seen as Briley Pierce, the interviewer, and then so seeing me get offended at a wrestler is kind of like, oh, the, that's a real interviewer really getting offended. Yeah. Instead of. Hi, I'm the interviewer today, and instantly I'm going to go fight someone. They're like, oh, great. That's is just it okay wrestler. for wrestlers to talk about the? Um, the planning and the artifice behind wrestling? Or? Oh, man. Uh, some people will say yes, some will say no. I'm still a fan of keeping that curtain up in some ways. I yeah. know it's been exposed in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of ways it's not. So, you know, there's mixed feelings on that, I think. You have to work out a lot. Mm-hmm. Every day? I work out most days. I, I won't... Probably not every single day. If I need rest, I'll rest for sure. What about protein and all that? Oh yeah, uh, protein heavy diet with. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty into that stuff. I'm I try to be very healthy and work out and be regimented. What do you, what do you eat day? Like what would you eat today? Uh, I'll tell you everything I've eaten today. So what the hell did you have for breakfast? For breakfast, I ate five eggs and I ate an orange. And I'm trying to, trying to drink a half gallon of milk every day. My God. A half gallon of milk? What yeah. does that do for you? Well, I also like to not... Strengthens your bones? That's insane. I'm just adding tons of calories every day. I'm going to do it for about a month and then see. I, I just like to also see what things will change my body. In which you want to experiment a little bit. Yeah, and I want to... Does a half gallon of milk, what does that do to your uh, digestive system? Uh, it's not having a bad effect on my digestive system. I was worried about that. You drinking whole milk, brother? Uh, 2%. Okay. Yeah. Low yeah. fat. So, That's low fat, right? No, 2% is whole milk, I think. I think right? it's, the, yeah, it's same or close. Mm. Maybe it's right below. Or no, 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 it's right below. Yeah, so it's like one notch like below. 2%, yeah. yeah, one notch below, yeah. So five okay. eggs for breakfast. And what then, kind of, how, how, are those hard-boiled uh, or are you scrambling I just uh, sunny-sided up them. And just plain mm-hmm. salt and pepper? A little salt and pepper, yeah, sure. And then I had oatmeal with that, a half cup of oatmeal. Okay. The next time I ate three... You have up, coffee? Uh, I ate coffee right before I came in here. Okay. That's the first coffee I had today. Then a few hours later, I had a half of a pound of ground turkey with a green pepper and, and mushrooms cut up into that. 
You made that at home? Made that at home, yeah. Are wrestlers allowed to drink alcohol? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. You but just mean it might affect your body or something? Well, when you're working for, say, WWE mm-hmm. or whatever, are, did, are rest, did the wrestlers have to abstain from certain things? You know? Well, there's frequent and very thorough drug testing. Yeah. There is? Yeah. Why? Uh, Why does it matter? Well, it was in, what, 2005 that Chris Benoit murdered his family and killed himself, and he was found oh. to have just be on so many steroids and all these other speed and all this stuff. Oh, that oh. stuff might have affected his mental so, state. I see. Right. And then one one other person prominent in WWE died somewhat related, not a murder-suicide, but had a, a drug-related uh, death, and so... WWE said we're going to have more thorough drug testing than the Olympics because this makes us look so bad and we, we want to have these people not be having this stuff happen. I and guess. sometimes you can't even control it even if they control the drugs. Who do you, how do you mean? Mm, I didn't think you were going to push back on that. <laughs> um, well, I just mean like somebody could just get drunk at home and flip Oh, out, sure, yeah, yeah. Even if they don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. But so do they, and they test for steroids too? Test or for no? all types of steroids, everything, performance, uh, PEDs, they test for street drugs. If you have, I remember getting in trouble because I had too much NyQuil, I think, really? the night before. Everything shows up in there. I so WWE well, wrestlers, no, no, they're drug-free. As far as I know, unless there's like some super new Including Vince McMahon? Uh, I don't think Vince has to take the drug test, and I think there's a few other part-time people who may not be on the same drug mm. testing schedule. But do you ever get scared? Have you ever been scared of a wrestler? <laughs> uh, that's good. Let me try to think. Like before a match, you mean like, or just or yeah, just, why, like oh, this yeah. guy's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think either that, I that or like you know, they just their their be... speech. You know, just it actually was convincing enough that it scared you. Yeah, who? Would that be? I, I believe that I have. I'm trying to remember. And why exactly. would you be scared? I know. Are, is there anyone in particular you're thinking of? No, I know not. there is someone. I'm in actually my mind. not well, that familiar uh, with uh, wrestling. Uh, uh, I've heard that there's some fighters that actually kind of are too aggressive. Like they sure, actually, hit, yeah. they like will hit you and kind of mess you up a little bit. You know what? I was nervous. My first trainer ever, Rip Rogers in Louisville, Kentucky. I was very nervous around him because I heard kind of horror stories about how rough he was on new people, how crazy he was and foul mouth. And he had, he got fired from WWE as a trainer because he was just too out of line. And I was like, man, this is going to be the guy who, why did he train you? Why did you uh, go to him? He was that my brother recommended. He said, if you're going to learn to wrestle, you should go. He, train. Did he go with him too? Yeah. So he was the trainer when my brother was in the minor leagues there. So he said, you should go there and learn with rip. And I said, isn't he like this crazy psycho? And he goes, yeah, but he's really good at teaching wrestling. And I was like, all right, and, and did you enjoy it? He was, yeah. I've learned. I learned he so much from you? him, big time. Yeah. He yelled at you a lot. Uh, I think. Does he get in your he face? He curse at you. A lot of cursing, mostly other people. Yeah, I guess he did yell at me a lot. He get what, in your what, face. What kind of stuff does he say? Uh, a lot of the word cocksucker comes up a lot. No kidding. Yeah. I wonder so why that's just it's just cocksucker. Uh, I don't know. He was ultimately cocksucker. it was kind of like having a, a kooky uncle who you're kind of nervous around. But he was so great at teaching wrestling. He he taught the most efficient way of learning. And what do you? Uh, what do you? Oh, sorry. Go just ahead. out of curiosity, are there just speaking of cocksucker? Is there? Are there any gay men in wrestling? Yes, definitely. And yeah. are they in? Do they hide that, or are they? Uh, is there anyone out of the closet at all? Yeah, or? there's a more than ever right now. Probably more uh, openly gay and all types of other things. 
it's, it's a pretty good environment right now for not having to hide. I don't know the right way to answer that, but I know in the past it was more common to conceal that. Yeah. And now, in the WWE right now, there are yeah some right. There was there, a, there wasn't there a, a there was a Macho Man's brother. Wasn't he? Didn't wasn't there? He had a character or something like that. Isn't the genius? Ma- the uh, genius. Yeah, he wore a Pafo. he wore the, the graduation yeah, outfit and stuff yeah. or something like that. Hmm. Was he gay? Uh, I don't know. I don't believe that he is. If he is, I would not know that. So there are some openly gay WWE wrestlers right now. Uh, one major one was Darren Young, who like two years, maybe three more more than three years ago told TMZ at the airport, hey, I'm gay. It was some kind of strange thing, and it just blew up his news, and he was pretty open and cool about it, yeah. And does he have fans and stuff, and were uh, fans supportive, or WWE, yeah. WWE fans supportive of him being gay? I think so, generally. I'm sure there were some weird little troll internet people who mm-hmm. picked on him, but yeah. Did he, so. did he ever, and was he a pretty tough guy, too? I think he's pretty tough, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah interesting. Yeah. yeah. And are there any transgender wrestlers uh i don't think there's a, any in wwe but on the indie scene there's a handful i believe sure. yeah so do you think wwe would allow that say a female to male transgender i don't know the answer to that probably because they kind of just go with whatever is accepted in the mainstream so they could be not hated mm-hmm. probably i think probably does wwe get a lot of hate uh yeah i think that they do why did uh, it change the WWE? It was WWF. It was some kind of controversy with the World Wildlife Fund. I think that's what it oh, was. Oh, that's right. right. And what yeah. does E stand for? Entertainment. So World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, did you watch wrestling in the 80s? Uh, I was so young, I would watch it, but retain very little, so I had to go back What do you watch think them. of those 80s wrestlers? Uh, you know, the popular one. You know, did, did it feel like... Characters was the characters were bigger in the eighties than they are like than uh, they were in the nineties and like now, what like hacksaw Jim Duggan or just or all of the characters Hulk Hogan Macho Man the Big, Big the Snake Man. you know Undertaker all that yeah that was definitely oh, Undertaker that was more of a there's more th- was it more theatrical in the eighties it was more over the uh, top yeah the characters are over the top there was more like there there was WWF and we w- have the genius WCW too and. and Vince was a big fan of all these giant characters and the competing company at the time, WCW, wasn't super... Sting. They were, yeah, I mean, that would be like, he, faint, he paints his face, that's it. But then there's the genius, there, uh, there's a barber, there's oh, a, a yeah. plumber. I mean, like, yeah, right. all, all these different professions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And a denti- an evil dentist, there were clowns. Oh, the dentist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all these people. What do you think of that? Do you like uh, that? I do like it. I think it's Do you kind of cool. wish that you were doing wrestling during that time? Sometimes I think that because... I don't know. I'll watch. Sometimes I'll watch wrestling, and this will maybe be a mean thing to say, but I'll think there's just two guys fighting. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, why? You might as well be watching UFC. So the ca- characters yeah. are just aren't that big anymore. Uh, there are some. There's some. There's a guy named Dalton Castle who wrestles in a smaller company who is just this giant flamboyant like jumpsuit and these peacock feathers, and he gets carried to the ring by a bunch of dudes and tiny little thongs who make a human chair and thrown and like. Oh, that's it's cool. so great. It's so entertaining, and it's a big spectacle and. You're more into that match because you want to. If he, this is his entrance. How does he wrestle? And it's, yeah, yeah. It's do great. you do you do those promo talk things, or did, did you when you were WWE? Did uh, you? More so now. Oh, you do more now. Yeah. You know those those back kind of. I guess the the backstage interview things where they oh, where you, okay, you okay. call someone out or whatever. Those promo oh, things. Yeah, those. Uh, I love those. You I, do those. 
I do more of the live in the ring stuff now with a microphone in front of an actual oh, crowd. Right, there. right, right. But you ever you did it to the yeah. camera as well? Back then, I w- and the last storyline I was in in NXT was I was in an odd couple tag team with uh, Sakamoto-san, who's a wrestler from Japan who came over. Mm-hmm. And he had a shaved head and a weird long ponytail and cool face paint and like different looking gear. And I was... Me, you know, short, short hair, white dude who is just kind of tan and good at wrestling. And the entertaining part of us, I say entertain, I hope it was entertaining, was that we had such clashing personalities and backgrounds, but somehow accidentally always won somehow through miscues, you know. And so our, our backstage interviews would be us trying to figure out what each other, because I would speak English, he would speak Japanese, and we would try to put it together where it made sense. And it was usually Are kinda, those scripted at all? Some are. With us, uh, well, though, yeah, it was better if it wasn't. And uh, so, but do you, you you loosely adhere to the script? I guess sometimes. Yeah, some people that? are given really thorough scripts, I'm sure. Uh, and some people who are more natural, like I, I think someone like John Cena or Stone Cold Steve Austin could just go out there and figure it out, mm-hmm. convey powerfully something on the fly. Have you ever gotten lost in in a in a rant or like a speech or something and just started believing it or got actually worked up do you get do you ever get worked up when you're doing that kind of stuff yeah i do i'm a few times what do you channel are you channeling anger from something real or what or are you just sort of just acting you know just really just acting well it depends i i do probably channel that I got released from WWE kind of unceremoniously, and that kind of just felt like I, a plane just, you know. Why did that? Why did that happen? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of, I can make guesses, you know, but I don't really know for sure. Hmm. Um, and so you would have stayed with WWE. Yeah, right? I, I wanted the I wanted to travel the world with my brother forever. And just how how long were you there? Uh, I was with them full time three years. Okay, when that happened, mm-hmm. you were bummed out. Oh man, just felt like everything for the last five years has all been for nothing. Felt like a grenade went off in my chest. It oh, was man. so bad. Oh, I was devastated. Sorry to hear that. Well, I mean, it's all right. It's for the... Did that charge you up? That is something I go back to in my mind. If I had, I'm like, oh, really? I need to go out here and somehow mm. convey these people that there's something emotional that I care about to make them care about it. I will go back to an episode like that and just try to feel it and be like, you know have some kind of genuine feeling coming out as the foundation underneath the words that I'm saying. You know? Have you ever yelled at somebody so much that you felt like you went too far? Yeah, I did, uh, like a month ago I did that. Really? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I See, I'm maybe too nice, so I thought I went too far, but afterwards I don't think he even remembered what I said, so I was like, oh, all what, right. you get You got personal or something? Yeah, I kind of I told him I was going to. I said, "Here, these are some things I'm going to say because I really want these people to be mad at me, and I wanted them to think that you and I aren't friends anymore in real life." And I was laying on pretty thick. Yeah. Now you you want to con- be convincing, right? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, so you do you want people to just believe stuff all the time, or do you want them to know it's an act, or what? Uh, man, it's tricky, because the wrestling fans these days are so smart, and they think they know everything, so you got to find different weird ways to trick them. So mm-hmm. I've been wrestling on a Los Angeles show for the last year called Bar Wrestling once a month in Baldwin Park, and I'm traditionally the only heel on the show. I'm the only one booed ever, and I was kind of bored with it. I thought, I've wrestled everyone they've brought in, I've 
I'm just a top bad guy, but what else is there? And so I started tweeting mean, shitty things about the booker of the show. I was like, hey, I'm going to start doing this. And he's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And he, he, he's like this whole saga going on, and he, he's just oblivious to it. And you know how people take the notes section of the iPhone and write this big thing and then tweet that, and they're like, these are my thoughts. This is what I'm thinking right now. So I did one of those saying, like, I'm treated unfairly at bar wrestling, and I'm doing you guys a favor by wrestling here. Uh, you book me to lose. I was kind of like, if I could let them in behind the curtain a little bit, they'll think this is a real thing. So I said, I give everything to this company. I don't have to, but I donate my time to this, and you book me to lose against person month after month that's killing my wrestling career. Uh, and the promoter, this guy, and he's a known person in indie wrestling, I said... I don't agree with the way he does business. They don't pay me right. They book me. They advertise me in shows I'm not on just to use my name to sell tickets. Uh, um, I hope everyone here has a great career, but I'm done with bar wrestling. And good luck to everyone there, whatever. And a lot of my friends in real life attend that show a lot. And they're like, what's the deal with that? I'm like, I, you know, I'm just going to stay out of it. Keep going to the show if you want. I'm not going to be there anymore, but it's a great show. You know, I did that for like a month. And then knowing that I was going to wrestle this guy at the next show so I announced that I retired and I, I'm going to wrestle everywhere else except for this place and it was so fun he comes out to the ring everyone's clapping they love this guy and instead of my music hitting whatever I I showed up to the show halfway in someone else's clothes my face covered just so I can sneak into the locker room and no wrestlers would even know I was there these are the kind. This is how I get my kicks, you know. Yeah, Cause, right, cause yeah, yeah. Wrestling sometimes. You didn't, nobody knew this plan except for you. Except for me and my friend that I rode with. I was like, "You gotta like just drop me off. I'm gonna run in the locker room. You go park the car somewhere else. We'll take a different car, I think." But yeah. the promoter knew. Obviously. Promoter knew, and I put. Does stuff. he keep it pretty he, secret? Uh, yeah, he didn't tell anyone that I was coming. Uh, what about your opponent? Uh, he he was my the booker. The promoter was my opponent. Oh, I got you. Oh, so, so we're gonna fight the booker. Yeah, so he's <laughs> out in the ring getting cheered, and I thought. If my music hits, they'll just it'll just be like some same old wrestling thing where oh the surprise music it's the guy. So I thought I'm gonna come out through the front door of the whole building with a mic already, cutting a promo on the way to the ring, no music, just shit talking everybody, and him really laying in him. And as I'm walking by, this was the most vicious response I've ever gotten from fans. There it was people maybe you guys rub elbows with in the uh, L.A. comedy scene. The, those wrestling fans guys are at the show. And they're getting in my face just being like, fuck you. You're like such mean things, throwing drinks at me. Wow. So I was kind of feeling like, this is a little dangerous. I hope no one like jumps on me and gets so mad. But I was excited that even at the hipster Smart Mark wrestling show, people are really getting so mad at me. And I hop up in the ring. I start telling this guy, you think you're the biggest guy. You're, you're, a, you're a big fish in a little pond. I've been to WWE. You've never been there. Vince has no idea who you are. Triple H just thinks you suck. I was just going through the list of executives At there. that point, people must be thinking, oh, this was all a thing. I don't think so, because I also told them I got hired back to WWE, and this is my last indie match. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, and then after the match ended, I took my boots off and left them in the ring and, like, left, like, with my head in my hands and, like, hugged him and shook his hand. Like, oh, did you lose? The f did you Lost, and then I was like, all right, now you guys know that what I said in the way of the ring was all work, but I'm really leaving now for good. I hugged him and shook his hand, left my boots in the ring, and people are, people who for a year straight were telling me I suck and F you and whatever were going, thank you, Briley. Like no that. <laughs> and I was like, you guys are so dumb. 
<laughs> it's like now, a play for them, you know. Now, it's like yeah, theater, maybe. It, it's is it okay that you're talking about this right now? Uh, I would be the one to say yes or no because it's my particular business that I'm talking. Yeah, I think it's okay at this point. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, is do you feel like professional wrestling is an art? Mm-hmm. I do, and because the, there's there's thought put into it not not just um i mean as far as the fighting goes but i mean there's there's the the stories i mean right there's stories yes. and the drama is the drama more primary than the than, uh, the, than the fighting or yeah what? there's vince is famous for saying or maybe he never said this but everyone says he said it wrestling anyone can learn how to wrestle you can take a dog or a monkey and teach them how to wrestle but to be a convincing compelling character that people care about and want to invest their time and money and that's the important thing what's your character now uh right now i am described as a few things and this this show that i brought you guys a flyer for they have listed me in their press release as all around asshole i think was how they so flatteringly put that i think mm-hmm. uh what do you wear usually i wear little shorts that are glittery and they say uh, hard body and hot and young on it, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's funny. It, so, ha- has anyone ever suggested an outfit for you, and you thought, "I'm I'm not wearing this." Somebody was trying was really trying to sell me on long tights. I sometimes wear long tights. Uh, the thing that I saw you at yeah. the other week, I wore that because I was not at I was not wrestling as myself in a show. I was just attacking somebody at a birthday party. So I thought I'd you were, wear you were able to just lift somebody up. I mean, yeah. a full-grown man up. You know what? It made it hard because he was wearing a dress, which I didn't think about. Oh, really? And so I went. I watched the video a few times, and I remember it. I put my hand to grab him, and it just got caught in the fabric. And I was like, oh, man, this looks dumb. So I had to like keep lifting the dress up and go in the dress to get it. Yeah. So, but it's not hard for you to lift a man up. No, no. I mean, yeah. I, you do it all, I mean, all the time. You, yeah. You, he, I, I don't know how much he weighs, but he must, he must weigh at least 160 pounds. He 170. He, he, said he was 180. Yeah, 180 of them. It felt like 180. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's fairly easy for you to lift up 180 pounds over your, over yourself. Yeah. yeah well, I've can had, you lift up a 200 pound person? I was always one of the smaller guys in WWE, and we would have to do drills. Guys my size and guys 300 pounds, and we have to just pick them up and slam them, and they pick us up. Yeah, it was, I've had to lift some pretty big boys, yeah. What do you weigh, like 210? I am... Two, 207. Or maybe you don't want to say. I'm just under 200. Nice. Oh, that's all right. I got to tell you. And you can lift your own weight. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And are you... Is there... Since you're not in WWE anymore, mm-hmm. or do you have... I guess you you still have a little bit of investment in it because your brother is in mm-hmm. it, and... Right, mm-hmm. so there's nothing. I mean, are there any dark parts of that world? Oh yeah, definitely. What are some of the darker aspects of it? I think anything you can imagine is that would be dark in any other industry. It's like addiction and stuff. Yeah, sure. There's th- that kind of stuff, and WWE, to their credit, uh, will offer any former employee who's ever worked there in the history of WWF or WWE. Uh, they'll pay for rehab and treatment and all that stuff if mm. anyone reaches out. They have they have a wonderful. Do they offer free um, therapy? Uh, or was was that a thing? Do people go to therapists and stuff? Or that I don't know. The do people to. ever suffer from? Uh, are, are is there traumas that people suffer from from wrestling? I think so. I, I mean, is there emotional trauma from doing this phys- physically demanding? Uh, kind yeah, of and I of think when you think about the amount of concussions that 
people are getting probably nonstop also. Yeah, I think so. Have you ever gotten a concussion? So many, yeah. So many? New, numerous. Does that scare you at all? Uh, I get them not really anymore, which is great, but there's been a few. Uh, I was wrestling a, a, an untelevised match at Lucha Underground where I was knocked out on my feet, and I remember I came to as I I came to, and you, have you ever passed out or had or been knocked out? I have once, yes. <laughs> There's a point where things start, start fading back in yes. from black. Sure. So that started happening, and I felt that I was, like, punching someone, and I thought, what am I, did I just get knocked out? And I was still standing up, so I never was down, so it was confusing to me that I was now, I was just suddenly awake. That It just felt like, now you're awake. And it was kind of like tunnel vision where I see the guy I'm wrestling. I don't really recognize him. So I felt like I'll just put him in a headlock and that'll I can figure things out. And I looked around and I'm like, where am I at? This ring's pretty nice, so it's probably a TV show. Okay, cool. Then I saw the little oh. luchador mask symbol everywhere and I thought, Lucha Underground? Am I on this show? Am I on Lucha Underground? <laughs> Whoa. But then I saw there's no crowd there and I'm like, what? Why? Wow. And then very, this is all like in one second, two yeah, seconds. Exactly, and then very yeah. quickly I'm like, oh yeah, I'm wrestling. There's no crowd. It's a dark match for Lucha Underground. Cool, got it. And then I was right back into it. And we finished the match and it was great. What's a dark match? Uh, untelevised. Sometimes there's a crowd there. They they did these things for a few weeks where they'll test out their camera setups and sound and everything. So they just have uh, guys come in and wrestle matches so everyone, the crew can get uh, comfortable, I think. Now this must be, this must not uh, gross you out at all, but... When you're rubbing, you know, when you're grabbing the skin of uh-huh. another man and it's sweaty and, you know, there's rubbing and stuff like that uh-huh. going on, that doesn't, obviously, that's something that you one wouldn't be grossed out about at all if they're a wrestler, right? You know, when you put it that way, I just got pretty grossed out. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it is pretty gross. There'd be times training in Florida at our training center that... It was so hot and humid that the center of one of the rings just had this little like half inch puddle of just sweat. Yeah, and, uh, that's yeah. pretty. That was pretty gross. I mean, does it, I, but you you're not thinking about that obviously when you're doing no, a match, not right? Really. I sweat a lot, so sometimes my own sweat gets in my eyes, and yeah. that that's a problem when I'm trying to keep up this character of you know evil bad guy, and I'm trying to speak and like be direct and emote and everything, and suddenly I can't see because my eyes burning, some sweating so much. So that's that's a problem. Sometimes. You ever think so, about wearing a headband? Might no, your character that's up. a great idea. Do you ever get looked? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I got another like idea for you later. Okay, go ahead. Later, maybe. Okay, do you have, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get concerned that do you ever get concerned about getting warts or something from something warts uh, or something like that? You know what was common yeah. in high school wrestling was ringworm. People used to get that. Oh, yeah, or yeah, or fun or some kind of some fungus. Uh, like you ever that. get that? I've had a ringworm a bunch of times in high school. Yeah, from getting it from other Just people from wrestling. When we would go to a faraway tournament. We were very clean. We were meticulous about putting the protective skin stuff on and cleaning the mats. But if we would go wrestle a tournament in the middle of farm country in Ohio, definitely someone the next next Monday can be like, "Hi, ah, ringworm man, this place is dirty." Because mm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu people get warts. They get warts? Well, my my cousin did. Who he was doing it for a little bit. And he stopped because he would get he got warts on his arm on his because arm? he was. Yeah. Hmm. I've not heard of the warts, but I've heard of ringworm and patigo is another one. Uh, what Ringworm is the main one that I was always worried about. What Did about call it the ear thing? My ears are so small that I've been pretty lucky. That nice. they're, my older brother has one of them's pretty, you could tell, he's had it drained a few times and lost some of its, yeah. Have, do you right. ever, um, do people ever smell bad when you're wrestling with them? 
Ooh. Yeah. Some people's knee pads. That's a one. Knee pads. Sometimes <laughs> knee pads smell so, so bad. Really? Why? Yeah. I think they just collect all the sweat and bacteria, and they're just in your bag all weekend. And they're not washing them, probably. Some people. There's there's a guy, an old uh, kind of an old timer guy. I'm not, I won't name names. This is embarrassing, <laughs> but. My gear, I went on an Australian wrestling tour this summer, and my gear bag got lost. Somehow, on a direct flight, my bag just didn't come with us. And so I showed up to the first show of eight day, eight days in a row with no gear, and I was just, like, tracking my bag. It was, like, every city we went to was arriving just one day late, and, like, eventually it caught up to me. But the first show, he said, hey, hey, Briley, if you want a knee pad, I haven't washed this one in 19 years. Really? And he threw it at me, on. and I was like, oh, my God, it was so nasty. It smelled really bad. It smelled, so, it smelled like he hadn't washed it in 19 years. But What does that smell like? Uh, it burns your nose. It's like a burning. It's ammonia. Gross. It has a, an ammonia kind of smell. That must maybe. be what it is. It's yeah. probably like almost a new one. Well, no, I I just know that smell. Oh. There was a my friend once uh, walked around in New York for five days with the same socks, and <laughs> oh. uh, he was on a trip, and then he put them in a bag, oh. and it fermented and it, or something, and it smelled we tried smell I can't yeah I think I smelled it it smelled like a, it had it was an ammonia kind of smell to it or something Ew. like that anyway well, I was did he do that as an experiment or something I don't know he was kind of a, a little bit of a fringy kind of guy you know, well so. the 19 year knee pads he did that on purpose after a while right he it was some superstition thing where right. he, he thought I need to keep doing this oh the chi is in the in the pads something like that and he's yeah, I saw him. do wrestlers always wear knee pads uh, some do not right I must otherwise my knees get very sore uh huh and um, so, has any, have you ever been wrestling somebody and they like farted? Yeah, like, yes, really? definitely. Yeah. What, did they do that as a tactic? Uh, no. Or did they do that to throw you off or mess with you? I don't what? think so. But sometimes something like that. Have or, you ever farted? Uh, I always. My thing is, I get really paranoid. I'm gonna pee myself out there. So pee yourself before every match. I'll like compulsively just go to the bathroom and force myself to pee so many times because I. What, what do you mean, pee yourself though? I'm worried that if I get slammed too hard, I'll just piss my pants. Involuntarily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got one. I got has you. anyone ever been... I haven't, by the way. Right. Has anyone ever been... Has this ever happened in the history of wrestling? And it might have... Probably has. Has anyone been in the... Gotten slammed or something, and then it makes them go poo? Yes. Really? <laughs> Someone on, did that man. while I was working in Florida during a training session. A, <laughs> a guy I know was body slammed... Pooed, pooped his pants, <laughs> and then stood up and ran to the locker room going, I just shit my pants! I just shit my pants! Oh just my screaming. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on a second. Really? Yes. And and, and vomit. And was that in front of a crowd? Oh. Uh, that The the poop was not in front of a crowd. Oh. I'm, I'm sure someone is... I'm, I know that they... That's not a super uncommon thing if you get... In, a weird impact, yeah. yeah. Well, especially if you say you have diarrhea at the time, oh, you know, yeah, and then that's... has that ever happened? Has it ever happened on a televised event? Um, has anyone ever di- had diarrhea, like just spray out because they got slammed? A I don't one? think so. Oh uh-huh. dear. Probably. Have people thrown up on TV? Yeah, people have thrown up on TV. Someone, uh, my brother, when he was part of this, he was an evil cheerleader. One of his first characters in WWE he was a part of a five member, five five person <laughs> demonic cheerleader group. They were very funny. Uh, but Big Show, I think, took one of their T-shirts and like did the thing with people doing a shower, like they rub it between their legs, like this kind of grossly uh-huh. threw it back at him. I think the story is that it hit him right in the face, Ooh. instantly caused him to your brother. It hit my the other guy. Oh yeah, uh, hit him in the face. 
one of the other guys, and he ran under the ring, threw up because it smelled so bad, and then had to come back. Had to go, had to hide under the ring to vomit because he couldn't. Thought if I puke in this ring, I'll get in trouble. Wow, that oh. is yeah. Does it smell like a butt sometimes? The ring? Yeah, the rings are usually or, pretty. Or clean. people, people. Some people smell, I guess. Yeah, it smells like butt, like a butt crack or something. Uh, like an they're sort of pushing. It smells like they're not. They're because I just imagine the sweat, and if they're not wiping thoroughly, it's gonna create a smell. Their yeah. butt. I think that the worst smell I've smelled. <laughs> I went to a private high school where we had to wear like dress shirts and ties, and one day I forgot to bring a, a dress shirt, and I thought, oh no, I'm gonna get detention. So I asked this kid next to me in the locker next to me. I said, do you have a spare shirt? And he's this giant like. Oh, behemoth of a football player kid and he goes oh yeah Nemeth no problem and he handed me a shirt and I was like, is it a dress shirt a dress shirt yeah. and I was like thank god this kid had a spare perfect so I put it on I put my tie on and I go to class and I'm sitting in class and I think what is this smell and it's just burning it's that burning smell of just gross Ugh. old body odor burn and it took me very way too long to realize oh this shirt that I'm wearing smells so bad Ugh. it's probably this football player who put it on after practice and just kept it in his locker for two weeks and it <laughs> So I remember going to the dean's office and saying, I'm so sorry. I forgot a shirt. I don't want a detention, so I borrowed this one, and it smells so bad. Do you guys happen to have a spare shirt anywhere? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have. there's lost and found. How about this one? And I was like, thank God, get this off. That smell is awful to me, and that smell I've come across in wrestling a few times. Have you ever gotten your hair pulled when you were wrestling? Mm-hmm. Is that allowed? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, intentionally? I do a lot of hair pulling now in my wrestling. But you're kind of faking it, right? I tr- mostly try to fake it. I try to be. I try to make it my opponent not feel most of what I do because I don't want to. I don't want to really hurt people. Yeah. Have you ever accidentally hit somebody? Mm-hmm. So you supposed to just get close to their face when you punch them, but uh, you actually some people like to make them. contact. I like to make a little bit of contact. Yeah. I have. Very early in WWE, we're doing a drill where we just go over no punches or kicks, just pinning, rolling people up and pinning them. And I remember I grabbed a guy around the waist and rolled backwards to pin him. And something went wrong. I ended up somewhere else, and I was like, ah, sorry about that. And he's holding his nose and just blood's gushing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And he said... He goes, how are you so bad at wrestling that you tried to do an O'Connor roll, which is a very no-contact, easy, smooth roll, but somehow I now have a bloody nose, and I felt so dumb. That was just my elbow hit him somehow. He was he was mad at you? Yeah, he was pretty annoyed with me. Oh, So people get pretty mad when you hurt them too much, right? Yeah. Has anyone ever gotten, I mean, well, have you ever gotten hit in the genitals? Yeah. Is that, that How does that feel? The guy with the knee pad, the last time I wrestled him, kicked me very hard in the crotch uh it sucks you have a cup on right no cup what i don't know if anyone wears a cup are you kidding me oh you gotta start wearing a cup do people ever try to make their penises look bigger i think some do (laughs) i i see some guys walk out there and i'm like what is this And also, also, what is the point of this? Is this enhancing anything about the part of the character? Maybe yes. I don't know. (laughs) Now, do have you ever wrestled with women? Yes. Uh, When I started in Kentucky, men and women trained right alongside really in Florida. I think I think the training might be split up now in WWE, but even when I was there, it was very mixed up. Yeah. Uh huh. Are there any women that were kind of tough? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, too tough for you to deal with. Um, Did, uh, Did this ever happen where because? They were a woman. They felt like they could hurt you more or something. Uh, they felt like yeah. took more liberties with you, but it, I, but it was they they were actually just 
just as strong or, you know, they were just there. I don't know what the explanation for it is, but one woman I was training with at some point out in L.A., I, my mindset was, oh, we, you know, we're just training. This is like an open match workout for people who are who wrestle. And I was doing a drill with her, and she just kicked me in the face like three times so hard. And I thought, is is it like where you're trying to prove I'm, you know, I'm tough too, or is this you're just really bad and can't control how you kick, or wh- you're trying to like, am I the new guy? And you're what is? I was just really thinking, you don't, I don't really have to get knocked out right now for you to show me you can kick someone. Like, come on, man. Are would you do you think that wrestlers are acrobats in a sense? Some of them are. I have a, two friends, John Morrison and Austin Madison, who go religiously to gymnastics training every week, and they're they're both on Lucha Underground. They they were also in WWE, but they can do all types of crazy flips, like the kind of kind of things Olympic divers do off the high. They like, can do that out of a wrestling ring, and I think that's so. Really, really cool. Not everyone can do that. What are what is the practicality of um, wrestling moves in a real life context? Uh, some are very, very effective, and some are definitely not. I guess if you name them, I can tell you yes or no. So, um, well, I don't really know the wrestling moves. A okay. pile driver. Pile driver. I pile that. driver can break your neck and paralyze you. Damn. So that's a that and that can that one can be really devastating. But is it hard yeah. to pull that off? It's very hard to do that and not really hurt somebody. So that's that's one of those things that I would say you should only do that if you absolutely with your literal life trust the person doing it. Have you done that to someone in the ring? I've never done it. I've taken versions of that before. Oh, it's really? It's probably pretty scary right there. I always insist on a certain way of someone doing it. So even if they mess up a little bit, I still am mo- mostly safe. Has anyone has anyone ever got? Has anyone ever died because of wrestling? Yeah, in the ring. In the last ten years, I, I know of two people who have died in the ring. Yeah, really? I guess maybe not ten years. How? It was a uh, move gone wrong. Or the something? most famous one in wrestling is Owen Hart, which is Bret Hart's brother. He. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that, that happened live on TV, and it happened live on watching, TV. Yeah, it was on a pay per view. I think I was watching that. With what happened? Family. What happened? On you that know, one? Uh, I can't remember what happened. He got. He came down from the. He's coming the down ceiling or on a rope. From like the top of the arena, being lowered down, maybe not a rope, but some kind of rope-like thing. Yeah. And I guess he was trying to fight against doing it all day long, but they really were like, "We really want you to do this." And it unhooked at some dangerous height, and he landed and uh, I think uh, died upon impact, live in the ring on a pay-per-view program with a whole crowd there and whoever watching at home. <coughs> wow. It was in yeah. the ring. In landed in the ring, yeah. So it wasn't even from fighting. It was just some stunt. Yeah, that, kind of a weird stunt. Yeah. And another guy, in the last two or three years in Mexico, took a routine move that anyone would take any day of the week, and he just, like, died from it. And it was kind of, it's kind of sometimes it's a freak thing, and sometimes it's doing a crazy stunt. So, Do you think wrestlers can fare well at actual real fighting, on uh, street fighting and stuff? Some can. If they have a, a legitimate background in some kind of fighting or... Well, say they don't, but they just have a background in wrestling. Oh, pro, you know. Well, they should because they should have picked up things from the legitimate fighters they've worked with. And you guys are pretty big and athletic. Yeah, well, they're pretty big, yeah. right? But, I mean, I guess if they're not... Not um, tra- yeah, I, mean, if I think don't. if you're a pro wrestler, you are not automatically a badass fighter in real life. Right. That's mm-hmm. how I would maybe say it best. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, he's really great at both. He's been a UFC champion several times, and he's been a WWE champ. He's awesome. What are fans like 
Do you get people coming up to you after shows and stuff? Or, I mean, when you were on WWE, did you get people approaching you? Yeah, it was the weirdest things I used to get were, were mothers who wanted me to, like, date their high school daughters. Really? Yeah, that sounds pretty weird, right? There's a sure. pattern of that? I had that. I had some of those in Florida and Wait, some in Kentucky, yeah. Mothers would come up to you after shows. Yeah. We got to unpack after, this. After a, ma- a show. Yeah, so I would be trying to go to my car and go home because... I want to go to bed. The show's over. I'm sore. I'm hurt. Whatever. And there's there's one in Kentucky in particular I can think of who would just like zoom on to me, right? And she would let everyone else go by and just be like, rah, rah, and just I'm like, I don't know you. And it's, date your high school daughter. She would. She has or her daughter several times written her daughter's phone number and try to like get put it in my hand, try to slip it in my car as I'm like driving off, try, put it in my pocket, hide it in my bag. I just, it was her daughter. Her daughter's phone number. And I think she was like. How old were you at the time? I was 24, and this girl was like 15. And I was just thinking, what? That's crazy. How old was the mom? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hmm. Probably 37. Why isn't the mom Maybe going? 37. Out? So you, you you didn't call her necessarily. No, I thought this is. Just Did you at least look it up? No. Did you at least you look, look at the profile? <laughs> oh, the daughter would be right there with her. Oh, she was there. Yeah. What? Just girl, she just was like, and the girl was just standing there, just like hi. Just very politely and quietly. At first, I thought. Before the number started getting shoved my way, I was like, the, whatever their life is, they come here once a week and watch this show and they love it. Great. That makes them happy. Cool. And then the, hey, great match. Nice to see you would per- increasingly turn into, yeah, my husband died in a fire and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this is none of my business. And then it would just be more and more of that. And I'm trying to just get further and further away from it. And mm-hmm. then she started pressing her daughter onto me, trying to. And then one day, years later, after I moved to Florida, I found the other box on Facebook where, like, people you don't know send you messages goes to. And I found so many from the mother and the daughter for, like, years going back. Just, hey, what's up? Miss you. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. What's going on? Wow. And then the mother being like, you know, she would really like to hear from you. Here's her number. Here's her number. Call her. And it was just the two of them going on for three years. And I was just thinking, man, this is so strange. Well, that's an extreme case, but are there a lot of groupies in, in the wrestling scene yeah i think there's the same amount that there would be in any kind of entertainment thing do bachelorette parties thing. go to these events that's a pretty good question it's a strong question it's a great question do women go to uh, as bachelorette parties in the same way they would go to a chippendale show or something like that because there's men they're hunks they're hunks they're dressed hunks. up and you know not wearing a lot and i think that some women will go to see hunky guys fighting each other, but I I don't think I've seen a bachelorette party at a wrestling show ever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like what, are the fan the fans are mainly male or what? Uh, when I was in Kentucky, it was like families, and then when I was in Florida, it was mostly men. And then at WWE giant shows, it's like families. But out here and at the the more underground minor league stuff, it's usually. I don't know. It's kind of split. I guess it's pretty split. Is it? Are do you love wrestling? I love wrestling. And do you love the history of wrestling? Do you do you consume a lot of um, less now, but older stuff? And yeah, I, I really <laughs> do. You I, keep up on current stuff too, of course. I keep up on current stuff less than I have in the past. Who, who's your favorite wrestler? My or, favorite wrestler. Yeah, Andy Co- he said Andy Kaufman. No, but growing up. Andy uh, Kaufman. Oh, said, right, right, right. But, like, right? Who, what growing about up, WWF, though? Growing up in WWF, Kurt Angle. Oh, right. I okay. loved Kurt Angle. I thought he was 
just the perfect uh he was he was my answer to stone cold steve austin basically right when he showed up i was like yeah man olympic champ and he's right. badass here sweet do you think it's lame to say if if a wrestler says that their him. hero is hulk hogan because it's so obvious no i think that's a very common thing is hulk hogan the best uh, One of the best? Well, it depends how you judge best. Do you judge best as they're the greatest at doing moves, or are they? He the, was he good at moves? Uh, I think he was okay. I mean, oh, he was really? fine. But his he really he shined more in the being the giant character that legions of kids around the world just loved so much. He was such an engaging. Why do you think he was so popular? I don't know. Because he's blonde. It was it was the blonde. It was the tan. It was the way he talked. It was the time period. It was his name, maybe. His name is pretty Hulk, cool. All these Hulkamaniacs, and then he had slammed Andre the Andre Giant. The giant. Right? I was just thinking the whole build up to hit him being this giant force, unstoppable force, was that whole Andre the Giant thing. You guys got to watch that documentary. So I know. Like, I heard about it. Oh man, it's so. I good. saw the Ric Flair one. What's What's the Flair, name of the guy? Yeah. Uh, Auckland. Uh, get, what's his name? Auckland, the the interviewer guy. Uh, Gene Oakland. Oh, Gene Oakland. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just was on a show with him in Dallas a few months ago. Oh, Mean Gene. He mean was, Gene. He was doing autograph signing at the show we were at. Yeah. Did yeah. you? Were you watching a lot of his clips when you were? Uh, oh, yeah. Preparing to be the uh, the interviewer uh, guy when you, you were doing that. No, I was kind of resistant to it because I didn't. I didn't truly believe there was going to be a wrestling payoff with it. So I was always kind of like, I'm just doing this because I have to, and I'm gonna. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get stuck in that role. I didn't, so I didn't want to be known that I didn't want to people to think like, oh, he's really invested in being an announcer. So we're really, he's really taking this. We can, maybe he should just just do that. Do you feel like generally wrestlers are good guys or there's some bad guys? There's some actual bad guys behind the scenes. I think there are actual bad guys behind the scenes. Most of the people I've worked with are good people. So. Nice. The people who are actual bad guys, mm-hmm. do they usually play the babyface role? That's uh, good. The real, the genuine bad guys, or are there any bad guys who who play the heel? They they're the real deal. They're the real heel. I think some are. I it's uh, every version of an answer of yes or no would be possible in in this. I think. And then there's some people who never are in on TV or wrestling who just work in the in the back who are straight up evil. I think. Uh huh. Also, or really great. Do you get scared about just injuring yourself too much, or does that concern I'm you? I'm way all? more concerned now because I think if I have a serious injury now, it's just on me. I don't have that umbrella of security of being mm-hmm. with WWE where they'll right. help pay for. You know, they covered all the stuff I needed for all the the broken leg and whatever. But if I break a leg now, it's just me and my insurance. That sucks. Yeah. Do you think because you mentioned this before that? the theatrics and that kind of stuff makes wrestling exciting for you. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you bored by watching uh, MMA fights and stuff and or boxing and stuff? Yeah, like that? mostly I like yeah. watching I think boxing is more fun to watch to me, but oh man, MMA is very boring to me to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I love watching uh traditional collegiate Olympic style wrestling. I enjoy watching boxing. I'm less smart about it, but I think it's fun to watch. But to me, this man, this maybe be so insulting. But to me, MMA is just why don't we just mix it all together and who cares? Just see what happens. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd rather watch someone who's been training to wrestle their whole life compete at a high level of wrestling, versus well, all right now they can hit you too. Sure, I don't know. That's not that exciting to me. It, do you ever wrestle with your brother for fun? Na- uh, like nowadays, like around the holidays, just, yeah, yeah, at home <laughs> at Christmas, you know, or whatever. You know, uh, there was a tradition put on of shows like, for the family, trying to like jump on our dad and subdue him your dad or well, yeah, is your dad know. a big guy 
He was big. Yeah, we're bigger now, but he, uh, we'd jump on him, mess with him, mess with each other. Yeah, I think there's a fair. Do you wrestle for fun sometimes? Uh, how so? Like what? when you're not training and you're not. You're with you're, your buddies you're, at the park, pl- you know, or you know, out. you're just, or you're just doing it. You're not doing it for a, a goof, show, like, like a, a show, a you know, around thing. Or you're just doing it for just a passion. I guess this would be training, but in the way that someone would practice play the a, piano, a pickup alone. game of basketball, like in the park. Or oh something yeah, like okay. That, you know? So I have a friend who has a ring in his backyard, and I'll go over there once every week or so and work on stuff. And it just with yeah. you, the, you and your friends and stuff, or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. I know that this friend in particular always wants to be learning new things and getting better and. He's a, still does it full time, where I'll just be like, "Hey, can I come over and work on this so and so thing?" Sure, and then I'll come over. And have you ever invented moves? Uh, no, I've never invented. But do you moves. think about like a new finishing move ever? Man, like what's the new? Like, there's got to be a new finishing move because obviously everybody loves super kicks now. That's what's that? for the last like five years. The sweet chin music Shawn Michaels used to do, where he like comes at you and kicks you right in the face with one leg, kind of like kind of does the splits in the air sideways and kicks you right here. Mm. That is like everybody's favorite thing right now. So multiple wrestlers do that move. So many. You don't think you don't ever think of tr- moves like you could karate. create. I used to try to think of that, and then I kind of realized that every time I thought I would make something up, it was existed already. Yeah. Is that, it? I mean, it feels like every move has been created already. I but do. Are feel people like crumbing that. up with new moves sometimes? I think the things that are new are like going off the top rope and the crazy different kinds of flips and rotations people can do. That's I think still evolving. Because people are just pushing it to the limit and thinking, oh, you can flip twice. What if I can flip three times and land on the guy? Like, yeah. So I think there is room in that arena of new things to be made. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And does your mother get uh, concerned from your for your health and well being? I think I hope she does. Yeah. Yeah, she should. She, well, I mean, she, or did, does it ever worry her? I mean. Yeah, and I think uh, one, same thing with your brother. You my know? brother had a pretty bad concussion one time when he was world champion, and we were all very worried about that. He had. There's like a couple hours where every 30 seconds you would just forget everything again. That was so scary. Th- that was when, a couple hours worth? Really? Yeah, and you kept, like, he, as someone who's in a different city hearing his tag team partner call and, like, tell you that, I'm just thinking, is this going to be permanent? Like, when is this, this you know, because that would suck. Damn, that's what did what, what did your brother say to you when you got dropped from WWE? Uh, he was said... It, you did you have good advice or anything? He said, I... He said, I've always heard that you were the best one in NXT. I'm so surprised. I'm paraphrasing, but I can't believe this. Anyway, screw it. Just, you know, do your own thing. You said, move to L.A. That was the, the first thing he said to me. Was, Just move to L.A. Go go live there and get involved. Where, where were you before there. that? Uh, Tamp- that oh, Tampa. Th- Tampa then, yeah. Okay. Louisville, then Tampa, then I came out here. They So they shoot these events in those cities. Uh, NXT is shot in Orlando now, but Raw and SmackDown travel around different city every week, or t- three different cities, four different cities a week. Mm-hmm. Can you get back into WWE? Uh, maybe, but it's not like you would you could, would you want to at this point? I, no, I'm very happy having a variety of things in life. It's very one track minded. When you're in WWE, you kind of have to eat, sleep, live, and breathe only one thing. But also, do you feel because they dropped you that you? feel a little resentful about that and you wouldn't want to go back uh, for that a little reason. bit of resentment has fueled everything i've done the last few years even the here. milk even, even the milk <laughs> so much milk uh i'm a few years back they did a show called swerved which was like a prank show but on wrestlers and the gorilla flicks so jeff tremaine from jackass they were, they were making that show, and they reached out to me and said, we know you used to work here, and you do comedy out here now. Would you want to be a part of this? So 
that was a very mixed feeling for to me to be like I'm technically getting paid by this company who I like harbor so much like a secret anger for, but the show is so fun and this crew I'm working with isn't that crew. Yeah, and we got I got to do stuff with my brother and some of my old friends and it was great. So that was kind of tricky because it was a little mixed up, you know. It felt I like I felt like I'm being creative and working kind of in wrestling and kind of in comedy at the same time, but man, I'm so mad still. So. And what really drives you to want to be involved with wrestling is this idea of tricking people and um, yeah. kind of there's a almost like a and and the performance behind it mm-hmm. right so it is, is that kind of Kaufman uh, kind of yeah. quality I guess that drives you I guess yeah and when I think about Andy Kaufman uh, I don't like moves don't come to mind. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not remembering cool pins he did or whatever. You're more I, just thinking remember, about um, ways to mess with people. Yeah, yeah, I just remember him using his attitude and his voice and the truth coming out of him to just like conduct an arena of people. You know, like. And do you think that even before you were aware of Kaufman, that that was an element that you saw in maybe in wrestling when you were younger? I don't know if I saw it in wrestling, but I would see it. I love tricking people for no. I love tricking people with no great payoff. And you always like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love some, I love a very trivial meaning, like non-consequential story, but like insisting it's true to my girl, for example, girlfriend, that'll be, I'll get a little kick out of doing that. I just like, oh my man, my car just got hit by this guy. Uh, it wouldn't just get, having it going for so long. And, and then she's like, wait, are you lying? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> I was bored today. So, so you're, to- you're into tricking, you're into comedy. And then you, and then, and that's what you're in you, and you weren't really thinking about wrestling, but then when you saw, you went to one of your brother's events. Yeah. That, did you feel like there was, did you see a connection between what you were into already, yeah. comedy and stuff, and and hit what he was doing? Yeah, and I saw it was, You saw what exactly? There was like an extra layer there's of. That, there was obviously a performance aspect to it. Performance, but, there was, I like the athletic part, but also, okay, so. I remember being in this little arena in Kentucky and seeing fans. They know that wrestlers are going to come out and pretend to fight each other. However, the extra some people don't, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Still, I know that's maybe maybe younger. No, yeah, maybe some younger people. Full blown adults still in Kentucky. We would tour all around Kentucky, and I would just call my brother and be like, "Do you know that people here still?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like you're back in time in the '80s when you're traveling around Kentucky," which I loved. I thought it was so great. But uh, okay, so I saw. For the most part, we know that you're going to come out and trick us or try to trick us. So then is there an extra layer where some of those guys are trying to trick each other? What it, like, Can you stack this trickery on top of each other? Is there just – can you ever get to the bottom? Sure. With if Some some people you can go out and say, oh, you're just learning to wrestle. You're kind of lame. You're not really convincing me. Or I'm sitting there thinking, I know this is fake. I know this is predetermined, but I am so into this right now because – even though I know that they've still got me invested, so there's levels of trickery, levels of belief, and you were seeing that when you went to the, the your brother's yeah, stuff, yeah, and that's when I was like, this is way better than what I thought it was. This is almost better than right. watching it on TV because I'm seeing it live and some right. and watching kids like going nuts, either happy or mad, or happy or sad because of what's happening out there, and it's such a power that's coming from that little ring. Do kids cry from stuff that happens? Oh on, yeah, on definitely the, on the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Do referee is there a referee? Always, yeah. Do they ever get hurt on accident? Uh, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, more rare, but yeah. Oh man, in Florida, my friends and I used to stage bar fights. 
Oh, really? Now that I think about that, if we got busted, we would get fired for sure right away because that's just crazy. Oh, why would you get fired? Uh, I think the WWE would be like, did you take your job not so seriously that you're just at a bar pretending to fight? What if you got arrested? We would look so bad. Wow. Or, so or, you or you're taking it so seriously because you're like practicing. Yeah. What do you but mean but these fi- uh, staging a bar fight? So, you, so would you guys have fake bottles with you? Or I what? would. My favorite one I ever did was with Trent Beretta, who's a big star in Japan right now in wrestling. He, he, uh, I would decide i'm like hey man i have this thing i want to do do you want to do it and he's like yeah sure so i would it would take hours i really like putting time into like setting these things up i would go up to the bouncer nearby and go hey man i don't want to bother you but see that guy over there if anything comes up just please keep that guy away from me i know you're busy checking ids but he's like yeah sure no problem so an hour later i'd be like this guy just please keep an eye on him man he keeps and i would and you, so it's in, in his head. I would go do it to another bouncer. And so there's this, I'm trying to set up <laughs> again for no reason, really. And then I would stand near him and, and st- loudly be like, just get away, dude. I don't care. Like, I would think something you would hear at a bar if somebody is giving someone else a hard time. We would play this up for a few hours. Meanwhile, our friends are just like, what are, what are those two weirdos doing? But I was fully dedicated to tricking whoever's at this, this bar. And at some point, I went up to him and I said, I went to the, bar, the the bouncer and I said, if this guy says one more thing to me, I'm going to punch him right in the face and I don't care if you guys throw me out or whatever. And he's like, listen, I don't want to just don't just be cool. Just stay away from that guy. I'm like, fine, dude. And it came down to like something really personal about his ex-girlfriend and just shoved him in the chest really hard. And he like slammed the table and came back over and super kicked me in the face. And then I went down and t- as if I was knocked out. So there's a loud noise of a kick. And I hear this girl scream, oh, my God, he's dead. I don't truly believe she thought I was dead, but I think she thought she just saw a guy get ninja kicked in the face at a bar. And I'm laying there, and he books it, runs out of the bar, runs down the street. Uh, bartenders are jumping over bar, like all the securities, chasing him out the door. And meanwhile, I'm like, all right, I have a limited time where I need to either really stick to my story or just kind of sneak out right now. And my uh, tag team partner, Sakamoto, comes over. And he says, Briley-san, are you okay or or gimmick? I said, I like winked at him. He's like, okay, good. <laughs> he pretended to check on me. And I like make my way through the people and like escape. And that was like a little thrill for me. Do you feel like because of the levels of trickery and psychology that's going on with the fans, you know, the audience and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and the and the performers and all that stuff. Do you feel like wrestling is actually a pretty intellectual situation? I think there are many situations in which it is very intellectual. I also think there's pretty shitty wrestling, and any night of the week you can go somewhere and watch a, a terrible example of it. So at its top levels, yes, I think so. Do you feel like professional wrestlers are generally pretty smart people, or are there some not not as bright people that are uh, I've been surprised at how smart most wrestlers I've met have been mm-hmm. a lot of well read people Lanny Poffo Macho Man's brother very well read the big genius the genius yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was called a genius yeah, yeah. yeah he was very smart he uh, also did a different character too right there was two characters he did Leaping Lanny and the genius and maybe there's a third one but those two I remember the most yeah he beat uh, Hulk Hogan the genius did. The genius beat Hulk Hogan. I mean, that, that was like a, just a, a goof, right? That that character, right? 
I love this. He's like prancing around and stuff, right? Pranced around, read poetry from scrolls before right. matches. Right. Had his cap and gown. He beat Hulk Hogan in the main event on, uh, I think it was a Saturday night main event. Who decided that? I guess Vince must have. Now, some people must be upset, and maybe even Hulk Hogan must have thought, you're going to let me be beat by this? I have been wondering that for 10 years. I don't know. I'd like to know. Some people, though, are upset about, oh, really have to lose against this guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot. Has it happened to your brother where he's like, this is ridiculous? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of ego involved. Yeah, definitely. You've never thought that? I thought, yeah, of course. Oh, you have? I've thought that, You're going to, yeah. l- I have to lose against that guy? I've thought that, yeah. What was the guy that you thought you were kind of, you were bummed out that they wanted you to lose against? Uh, I used to have to lose for like months in a row to the same guy who was brand new and was like, he like washed out of the NFL and then someone just said, well, you're big. Do you want to wrestle for WWE? Sure, okay. There's, there's a lot of those dudes and some turn out to be great wrestlers. And he wasn't really, didn't skilled and didn't have uh, much training and stuff or something? I thought... If you really love this and cared about it as much as everyone else here, you I don't know. I thought this is not a great place for you to be. You don't, you, there's so many people dying to have this job, and you just happen to be so bad at football that you work here now. I don't know. That that was my attitude. And So when you had to lose against this guy that you didn't want to lose against, mm-hmm. how did you deal with that? I tried to just think I need to make the rest of the match so exciting and maybe i'll maybe i can help him because he's newer and that'll make me look good to the bosses and Mm. i don't know you're in this psychological world of like i can't complain to someone because then they'll think oh you think this is real and now we'll make you lose to everyone it's like very tricky you know yeah right you uh, yeah if you complain about it yeah then it makes it look like you're taking this too seriously oh yeah and, and then if you don't complain about it they might think oh you just don't care about this it's so it's so weird it's uh Mm. you know Wow, and then there might be a boss who's kind of your buddy, who's also your boss, who will be like, "Huh, sucks you gotta lose, sucks you gotta put this guy over every night, huh?" He'll say that, and like, "What? what He'll taunt you. What answer do I give?" Do they play mind games with you, the bosses? Yeah, yeah. they do. Oh, yeah, big time. So well, there's all this mind. There's all the, all kinds of mind messing with minds in this. Yeah, and you, the worst thing you can do is let on that you're being messed with, because then everyone just jumps on. Go ahead. Oh, when you uh, lost to the booker of that one show where yeah. you pretended you were going to be not showing up. And right. Did you – you guys planned that, obviously, like you were going to lose, and then – Yeah. And then did you guys plan, like – did you guys rehearse that one? I'm just curious. Mm-mm. You no. just You can improvise a whole match. That's so crazy. Uh, we talked about a few things. Like You just talked about it. Talked about what the finish would be and, and just – yeah, we, we – I don't – some people, when I get to a show, are in the ring, like going over steps and moves and choreo- like planning things. And I just, I had a match with, uh, do you remember Billy Gunn from DX at all? The badass Billy Gunn, the guy from, yeah, okay, I think so. Yeah, he still is great and in fantastic shape and wrestles all around the world. He was one of my bosses in WWE, but now he's free. He uh, showed up to wrestle me at one of those shows. And he looks at the ring and sees all these people just meticulously going over their little moves. And he goes, hey, Briley, you want to go in the ring and rehearse? <laughs> and just walked off. And I was like, yeah. I have no idea what we're going to do in the match, but I bet it's going to be fun. And he said, what do you want to do tonight? And I said, well, up to you, sir, whatever you like. And he goes, all right, I'll probably do the DX suck it thing. Uh, you do whatever you want. And then, you know, just have fun. And I was like, this is great because I trust him fully to be very – this is great. I'll do it. How do you know how long to go f- go until get you know finishing? I Just guess. gonna ask. Uh, some shows will be very 
uh, strict with time. They'll say, you have nine minutes. Please try to stay within that time. Or in a WWE TV match or other companies' TV matches, usually the referee is telling you, like, hey, you have four, four, four minutes. Like, they're giving you those sound oh, cues. Oh, wow. Time cues, yeah. Is there a minute time minimum? Uh, Do they want it to be a certain length? And has anyone ever come out and just gotten knocked out or whatever, right? I mean, supposedly knocked out or whatever, fake knocked out immediately. Yeah, yeah, both of the things you just said. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the first one you said? Something about a minimum. Minimum. Uh, minimum. Maybe there's not a minimum, but they'll tell you. And sometimes you're in the ring, you think you have nine minutes, and then the ref will be like, "It's changing. You guys have to go home in three minutes." And you're like, "Oh, all right." So then you hopefully are experienced enough, or the person you're in there with is where they can think, "What can we cut out, and how can we get the important part to happen still, and still hit the the right time?" So is there break. is there almost an uh, a narrative arc almost to the fight yes hopefully yeah Ideally. and you guys know that each of you know the menu of moves and stuff uh there is hopefully a are there opening moves and then sort of middle moves and then there's obviously finishing moves traditionally yes yeah. uh-huh yeah so what are there's are opening mo- opening moves are just easy quick simple stuff punching and stuff right or just quick usually little jabs and things right? in a in a match with the two people don't have any storyline or background it's just here we are in a vacuum wrestling traditionally the opening stuff will be like headlocks and arm holds and great like takedowns and that kind of stuff progressing beyond that is probably punching kicking beyond that is like suplex body slam this sounds so funny saying this out loud well let me this is important Let's say somebody takes you and throws you against the ring, right? Yeah. And then you bounce off and you run back, uh-huh. you know you know what I'm talking about? Yep, and then yep. they, they're going to do something. Mm-hmm. How do you know what to do even? Oh, you could man. elbow him or you could take a clothesline or whatever. So someone good will tell you what, like, back elbow and then send you in. And I go, all right, I know that an oh, elbow. Oh, oh they'll, they'll whisper to you. Hopefully. Obviously. Oh, okay. do you, is there a lot of whispering There's happening? A, oh, I, that, I like that makes like, so yeah, much sense. a lot sense. of talking. Duh. So you guys I are talking during the match. Uh, I like to. Some people don't. Some people are so beyond even talking that they they could just feel what's about to happen. And you can see a few steps before I come. You're going like this. Okay, that's a back elbow. Some people talk. Some people are so. So you whisper stuff to people though. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes that's has, interesting. Even on televised events. Yeah. Really. And it may have nothing to do with the match. And it might just really. Be, yeah. So do, do you ever do you ever are, are you ever in the middle of a, of a fight and then you whisper? Hey, you, you wanna you wanna get burgers after this? Or? Yeah, yeah, that is that happens. <laughs> really? Uh, no. We were my friend Bronson in NXT messed with a really new guy. We were doing a drill based on like you know figure react like what do you think is gonna happen when someone shoots you off? And so he called the spot to the new guy. He said, said <laughs> it was for example a normal thing would be duck a clothesline take an, a back elbow so you shoot him off he comes at you they duck under a clothesline and then they come back and get hit with a back elbow so he told this guy says duck two cheeseburger and the guy just sends off and runs so he ducks one ducks another one and then comes back and goes hey hey, hey wait 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 wait, man what's a cheeseburger and the whole <laughs> our training like squad is laughing so hard because i know he's messing with him yeah and he says well you heard the word cheeseburger and, and then just went with it and he's like, well, yeah. And he said, well, what did you think was going to happen when you ran? What does cheeseburger mean? The lesson being, don't start running unless you know exactly what's going to happen to you. And I think my buddy was doing a great job of demonstrating how if you don't do that, now you panic and yell, what's a cheeseburger? And do you ever try to... 
do you ever because you were into messing with people in particular yeah do you ever try to you know whisper things to mess with them that are not related to the fight but it's you know you just say something like uh you, you know <laughs> you're you know you're doing your thing and then you, you you get in there and you say um dude you you actually really stink i'm not kidding right now <laughs> you smell really bad i'm not that's not even not even a joke dude seriously i uh I haven't done that particular one. I've done, uh, or or have you ever said, like, "Hey, what's up with that thing on your eye, dude?" or whatever, or something like that? You know, have you ever just trying to mess with them ever? Yes, you do. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. So I do a move where if I have a guy's arm behind his back like that in a hammerlock, I'll do a headstand over him and I'll just be upside down. And so sometimes I'll go, "Hey, hey, man, I'm upside down right now." Hey. And it's just like, okay, great. But I just, to me, that's fun to just say, hey, I'm upside down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, do people, do wrestlers think you're weird? I don't I hope not. Maybe. I guess uh, they might. Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. Are there any, are there, are there any wrestlers who people think are weird? Yeah. They ever think, that guy's a weird guy. There's, there's some, uh, surprisingly, some like weird antisocial people who, after a few years of getting to know them, you'll think, oh, I've been around this guy for years. We've never really talked. He just kind of, like, sits there. I think there's a lot of weirdos in wrestling. There mm-hmm. must be. Mm-hmm. Maybe weirdos is a mean word. Mm-hmm. A lot of different places people come from. Does anyone ever try to mess with you by whispering things to you? Yeah. What is a good one? Um, yes. Okay. So my brother did this to me and Billy Gunn did this to me. Kind of people who have been around for a long time will try to make you feel really bad for hitting them too hard. So, for instance, if I, like, punch my brother in the gut, he would whisper, sell it, but then whisper to me, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you hitting me that hard? And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, just, what am I doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or Billy Gunn, we were supposed to jump him in Australia and, like, kind of put the boots to him a little bit. And as we're beating him up, fake beating him up outside the ring, he's very loudly to us going, saying something like, why are you hitting me so hard? Do I owe you money or something? What the hell, man? God. And But I can see him, like, laughing, so a little bit is, like, Oh no! I can't be known for the guy who's punching and kicking too hard on this legend. Oh wait, he's messing with me. Okay, good. Okay, great. Yeah. What now? Mm-hmm. Has messing with anybody ever messed up the fight? Uh, probably. It had. It must have. I'm sure. Uh huh. Has anyone ever done this? Where so it's determined who's going to lose and win, but the guy who's losing says. Hey, they changed it. Where I'm actually gonna win. I, yeah, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. And and then they or something like that. You know? So I've they they say that, and then yet they still don't try to win. They still try to huh. lose, you know, or anything like that. I know of somebody who has been told they're gonna lose, and then tried to get themselves to win by tricking the other person. Definitely, mm-hmm. I can think of one person who's done and that. And it worked. I don't remember if it worked or if it didn't work. But it was pretty much this person thinking, I shouldn't be losing, so I'm going to, if the boss says this, I don't care. I'm just going to convince the other guy that I'm supposed to win. Hmm. Wrestler, That's where I think you're going crazy if you're doing that. Yeah. Wrestlers have to shave their bodies? Don't have to, no. Are there any wrestlers that don't at all? Oh, yeah, there's some pretty really? hairy, hairy dudes out there. Yeah. Like hairy backs and stuff? Hairy everywhere, yeah. Really? Yeah. Do they have nicknames? Do they just go by, like, the bear or something like that or whatever, like... Yeah, there's or the Sasquatch or something like Sasquatch, that. Sasquatch, that's pretty good. Uh, I've seen people like grab chest hair and like rip it out. Really? Oh, wait, wait, wait! Oh, but man. that's not that can't that is that cool? 
I don't think it's cool. I mean, they must have. That must be against regulations, right? There's a phony way to do it, but I've. I mean, I've seen it really get yanked out, and it's so that's gotta hurt. No, but so much, yeah, but right? that, no, they must have not been okay with that. The the hairy person, right? Uh, probably not. So it's probably at that point someone who's just newer and just has to take whatever's happening. There's like hazing, kind of, I guess. Or he got caught up in the fight too, you know. Or maybe yeah. Or, or the just the adrenaline people are watching. There's hazing, you say? I think yeah. Are there any hazing rituals? Uh, maybe just laying it like being stiffer with a new guy, just like making sure they feel things. Mm-hmm. That sounds mean. Yeah. Who's like the most intimidating guy? Most intimidating. Uh, Undertaker's pretty intimidating. Is is he the he's, same Undertaker as always? Mm-hmm. Is so it he's really? still active? He is still active. Yeah, he, he, since the eighties. Wait, wait a minute. He wrestles about once a year now. He wrestles mostly only at WrestleMania. How now. old is he? He must be. Oh no! I mean, he must have been late. what in his twenties in the in the eighties, and so yeah. now he's yeah. Well, he was like he's the nineties, right? He was early nineties. I mean, uh-huh. he probably wrestled a little bit in the eighties, but mostly known for the nineties. He's got to be close to fifty, if not. Didn't 50, he change right? his um, whole look? He used to have that, you know, that cl- he used to wear that ja- black jacket. Mm-hmm. And he has, had this dark. He was pale looking. Right. And had the hat and everything. He changed his look, right? He went in the late nineties to become like a biker guy. And then he ultimately came back to being the undead demon Undertaker guy. Uh huh. So he's back to that. So is Paul Bearer still with him? Wait, why Paul is he Bear died? He died like oh. five or six. Why years is he ago. intimidating? Uh, he is the mystique that he has. Like when he he just shows up once a, a year, and the fog happens, and the scary music, and it's, you're like, oh. On one hand, I remember being a kid being scared of him. Secondly, he's just such a legend in the business that it's like, I don't know. You know, it's a work, and you know, it's a character, but the aura of it kind of carries with him. Mm-hmm. Are you intimidated also if you have to work with him that he's such a pro or he's, you know, he's been doing it for so long that just on a performance level, you get intimidated, you know? With the, with I would see that. I've never it, worked It would be him. like working with a big movie star or something. You know? I had that with, I've never been lucky enough to do anything with Undertaker ever, but I would probably feel that way. With Rey Mysterio Jr., he was coming back from a knee surgery and was working out at our facility in Florida and asked me to come in the ring with him and work out just so he can try some moves. I, th- I got that feeling then. I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Is that the biggest um, star you ever worked with uh, uh, as far as wrestling goes? Uh, I've worked with a handful of guys from D-Generation X, like X-Pac and Billy Gunn. Those are pretty huge for me. But Rey Mysterio Jr., oh, man, that's pretty big. My mm-hmm. brother, of course, but oh yeah, yeah. So Ray was like, your brother doesn't intimidate you, though. Right? No, it was more. <laughs> it was fun. It was like uh, this is my. This is why I wanted to wrestle. But he. Yeah. So Ray was like, uh, "Will you give me hip, give me a few hip tosses, body slam me a few times?" Like, so he's pretty much telling me what I'm hearing is, "I just got a really expensive surgery. Will you beat me up right now?" And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, if I if I re hurt him, I'm fired." Like it was just. But I was also like, "This is Ray Mysterio. This is so cool." So I wrestled him for a few minutes. And he's like, all right, thanks, man, cool. Thanks for the workout. And then I get in my car and drive home, and it was the first time I ever, maybe first and only time, I called my mom on speakerphone, and I'm like, I just got to wrestle with Rey Mysterio, and I know I'm 25 or whatever, but I'm so excited, and it felt like a little kid. And she's like, all right, all right, okay. But I was still pumped. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Is I'm there anything you, you want even, to close with or mention or anything like that? Uh, can I talk about a show I'm in coming Please. up? Please. Please. It's this one I, I have this flyer for, so... Yeah. Uh, we are doing a show. It's called Nuclear Heat Wrestling. It's May 9th at the Hi-Hat in Highland Park, uh, Los Angeles. We are 
benefiting a dog charity called Dogs Without Borders. I very much care about dogs. I'm, you know, my family does a lot of dog fostering and adopting and all that stuff back in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And nice. we found this group out here that does it. And they also work with overseas companies like adopting dogs out who would maybe be uh, butchered for those dog meat festivals and whatever. They've helped over 4,000 dogs in the last few years in LA. Uh, they're they're a real charity, and we're using this show to benefit them. So for me, it's two things I love, dogs and wrestling, and it's going to be a huge show. So I want a lot of people to come to that. In the case that this airs before that, please come, and if it's after that, I hope you came. Well, and... It- I think it will be, and also before, and but Sweet. but even for people who hear it afterwards, uh-huh. uh, is there anything places they should go to find out about more things like this? Oh, or yeah, and uh, other stuff of yours or whatever. Yeah, mostly what I do is on Twitter. So my Twitter name is Hot Young Briley, Briley being my my old wrestling name, and I advertise everything I do wrestling wise, comedy wise, or anything on there. That's the main spot to find anything about me. In case you want to, thanks for having me on here. Of course. Thanks. Oh, real oh. quick. Oh, sorry. That sorry. How many people do you think go to these fights? We want th- this venue can hold a little over three hundred, so it's a concert venue, and once the ring's in there, that's the space that's left. So we hope we pack three hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna in. go. Hell yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, Sweet. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on thank and you. talking about wrestling. Thank you both very much. What are you gonna have for me. dinner tonight? You think? Uh, more ground more, turkey, probably. More, nice. more milk and milk. Nice. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Thanks. Oh no. <laughs> Our guest has been Ryan Nemeth. Our engineer is Emma Erdbrink. Um, thank you to Donnie Devonian for being here. If you like the program, you can go to iTunes and rate and review it. That helps other people find out about it. My name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>